Morning Liberty. What's up, everybody? I hope you guys all had a great weekend. This is Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate, and I am on the phone with Charlie. Charlie, are you there? Hey, man. How's it going? Uh, it's pretty good. Um, it's a lot easier to you know talk when like you're actually here to look at you. But I know. I mean, I guess it'll be fine. It's fine. We'll just pretend like, you know, 16-year-old girls and we're just having a great phone conversation. Yeah, let's just talk it out, man. Do you remember, like, I mean, I'm a little bit older than you, but, like, do you remember when you used to have to call, like, you you used to have to call the girl's house and then yeah. you'd have to, like, ask their mom if you could talk to them, you know? You know, that, yes. that, that was always, like, to me, that was, like, the most nerve-wracking part. Or, or like, their dad would answer and you'd be... <laughs> you have to like go through the dad to speak, to speak to her. So, I mean, I mean, that was so scary. I remember having asked just permission to use the phone from my own mom or grandma. Yeah. And then you never (laughs) knew, you never knew like if they were going to be, you know, listening in on the other phone, you know, have, have it just kind of listen to what your conversation was about. Yeah. So yeah, it was was so scary. You remember when the internet came about, right? Cause that's how old we are. I do remember that. And you couldn't use a phone while you're using the internet. <laughs> I know you'd be dial like if you tried to, uh, or if you, you remember if you tried to dial up and someone was using the phone, like it would make all these weird noises, and you kind of hear, yeah. you kind of hear the person talking on the other line or something like that. Man, kids these days they just don't know how hard we used to have it. They just don't understand <laughs> at all. But There's no idea. So you're in. Uh, where are you at? Are you in Louisville? I'm in Louisville, yes. You were on site. What do you? I guess you could say what you're, what you're kind of, what you're doing there. Why are you on site right now? What's the site? Yeah, we're, uh, you know, Louisville with a client and doing some, some healthcare IT work, and we got a new guy starting with us today for the, for the project because it's a really big project, and we're trying to get a lot of things done by the end of the year for this client. So, it's going to be a. Uh, Lots of busy work. I see you were just kind of there to uh, kind of be there to meet with the, the new person and kind of, you know, be there for the first time they met with the, I don't know, the client to, to do that yeah. work, I guess. Okay. That's, That's cool. right. Are you still sick? You sound kind of, kind of sick. Yeah. I, uh, it's so crazy. I like spiked a fever over the weekend. I went back to the doctor and uh, all they did was just extend some antibiotics for me and they gave me a steroid and I kind of felt better. But as I'm stepping down the steroid, it's like my, my ear, I can hear like whooshing Hmm. in there and I, uh, I can hear my heartbeat in my ear and uh, it's painful. If you've, uh, if you've been following the show, you know that we've been talking about Charlie being sick now for right. I mean, it's, I feel like it's been about a month. Something it's like been that. A little, a little over three weeks. Yeah, man, that's not cool. You know what else See, isn't cool is uh, the people that haven't subscribed to the podcast yet. You know, we've, and we've got plenty of time. It's, the of this show to do it. it's a lot of time. We've gone on for three minutes forty-five seconds, and we're gonna. What we'll do is, we, you got another minute. You got to hit that button that says subscribe, 
And what that's going to do is it's going to bring the podcast to you so you don't have to try to remember it. You got enough things to remember every day, you know? So why don't you just hit subscribe on there? That way it'll just let you know. Say, hey, hey, uh, Good Morning Liberty's got a new show. Why don't you go check it out? And just check it out whenever you have time. But today we were, we were going to talk about these uh, these Republican congressmen and senators coming out in support, I guess as well as the president, coming out in support of red flag laws in wake of these these most recent shootings at the uh, at the beginning of August. So now we've we've got people proposing these red flag laws, and if you don't know what those are, that's basically where if if you are deemed a potential threat to society, to someone around you. Uh, maybe you've posted something violent. Maybe you've talked to your. This could even go down to maybe you've talked to your uh, your doctor about about having bad thoughts about this. So there's there's all kinds of ways that this can be used. But moral of the story is they they went there to be an avenue where your guns could be taken away from you if you are deemed a threat. If you are in fact uh, in violation of a and you get yourself a red flag. So I don't really like it when they start talking about stuff like this, and it's always in the wake of a tragedy. Really, anytime that there is a tragedy, I think we should set like a three-month uh, like a three-month time frame that no new laws can be can be brought forth. I think that would that actually would have changed a lot of things over the last hundred years, don't you? Yeah, that's that's actually a really good idea. You never I mean, when you've got people thinking emotions first which is how most people think but when you've got everyone in their feelings on this and everyone's looking for a way to stop this from ever happening again and then you get congressmen and senators that are trying to make sure that they get reelected and trying to make sure that they come off as as caring and and in support and and then they just start they just start coming out with all these with all these crazy ideas so I it's one of knee-jerk reactions yeah and it's just I don't know. It's not. It's it's really really not safe. And the, I just wrote an article here on the website, and the the idea behind it was that to me it's it's really scary that we're getting Republican support for this because now neither one of us are Republicans, but um, I I would say that my I don't know my perception would be that people on the right or conservatives or Republicans are a lot stronger supporters of the second amendment. I mean don't you kind of have that you kind of have that perception also? Yeah, you would yeah, you would think the conservatives have a proclivity to follow the constitution and uh they've been kind of staunch second amendment supporters, but lo and behold 2019. Yeah. Now, did you now maybe it's maybe this is on me, but I didn't quite see the part in the Second Amendment that says, you know, you have the right, is the right of the people to keep and bear arms should not be infringed. But then I guess it goes on to say, unless people think that you might do something bad eventually in the future. I guess yeah. I, I missed that part of it. So must have been, um, you know, missing and. Uh, Nicholas Cage from National Treasure uh, found it. <laughs> he finally found. He finally found that piece. The missing piece of the Second Amendment. 
So that's uh, that's the biggest thing people need to know about red flag laws is that it you know and we're going to get into it, I guess, but like guys like Dan Crenshaw are saying like, Oh, it's just an information gap in that, you know, you're going to have to show pieces of evidence or whatever. But what they're doing is, is they're literally circumventing due process because they're taking away the, your right to defend yourself without you ever being convicted of committing a crime. Well, yeah, it's not like the, he... the only way to lose your liberties is you have to be convicted of committing a crime. That's it. Yeah, I was actually looking through that law. Um, I think the newest, that one was passed in 1968, but having to do with uh, felonies or, it, it did mention, and here's the problem, that law also mentions restraining orders. And from what I've heard, the red flag laws are going to be similar to restraining orders being placed on someone. And like you said, the issue is you haven't committed a crime. Now, maybe someone thinks that you might, or they think that you're dangerous, but that, I mean, that's not just a slippery slope. I mean, that's a freaking cliff right there. That It doesn't take long for that to go just completely out of control because we see in the news right now, I mean, if you, here's the, here's the narrative in the news. Donald Trump is a racist. He's a white supremacist, bigot, xenophobe, inciting hatred and inciting violence he is causing these bad things to happen and if you are a republican then you are in fact okay with that you're in agreement with that you also are a racist a white supremacist you are complicit in the incitement of violence if you support trump or if you're a republican because trump is in the republican party so I don't really understand how so many Republicans can get behind this idea that if you are deemed dangerous, the government should be able to take your guns away from you. Because it is a very, very common narrative right now that Republicans are dangerous, violence-inciting individuals. I, Let's I don't not forget understand. that even Rand Paul, a sitting U.S. senator from Kentucky, was— accidentally placed on a no-fly list yeah, and had trouble getting off of it. <laughs> it's never, I mean, I can't think of a lot of good government lists that, that in the past have just led to more freedom, safety, and prosperity for everyone. There, there's, yeah, right. It's not really a great thing. And, and this slippery slope that we're going to get on, I actually, in this article, I likened it to similar to what the Patriot, the Patriot Act was used for and that i guess it's not the patriot act anymore they rebranded it same thing but what is it like the freedom act or something like that yeah something um, like that you know they 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 decide that they need a wiretap and they don't go to your they don't go to your county judge and talk about getting a wiretap no they've they established a secret court they get to go before a judge you don't even know who that person is they get to go before a judge and present the case for having a, a wiretap warrant and the warrant can just say Verizon on the top of it. And then they have a, then they have the ability to, to wiretap almost anyone. So I, this is once again, the kind of slippery slope that we can head down. I know that that's not what's being, I know that's not what, what's being proposed right now by Crenshaw or Rubio or Lindsey Graham's got one out too. I know that's not what they're proposing, but 
you can't tell me who's going to be in control of the government a year from now. You have no idea. This is the same thing we talk about all the time, you know? I mean, it's Republicans are doing right now on gun control what liberals do on economics, in my opinion. They're, they're saying, my guy's in charge. My guy's in charge, so it's okay. We can have these powers. We just got to make sure that the right people stay in power all the time. And as long as we keep those people in power and we make sure that no one's overstepping the bounds of the Constitution, anything like that, then, then yeah, this is a good thing. The problem is that never happens. It's always ceding power to the government. We're always giving up just a little liberty at a time. And right now it'll be red flag laws and or the TAPS Act. And, you know, 10 years from now it'll be, uh, you know, full on. I think I even saw an article about Mitch McConnell saying something about an assault, an assault rifle ban. It's like, what, what is an assault rifle? I don't know. You know? So, so, like, you know, but 10 years from now they're going to do an assault rifles. And then, you know, 10 years from that it'll be semi-automatic and, you know, what 30 40 years like we're they're gonna try to take all your guns that's just the way it works that's what now it happens every time you see this narrative play out every single time from any government in any history be it kings or communists or uh you know far right nazis the everything the government always does that they'll make sure you know that it's in your best interest that you disarm yourself and then then they put you in camps. I was I was actually looking through earlier, and um, it is it is true that it is true that uh, pretty much every terrible story you have throughout history, the government had performed some kind of gun confiscation beforehand. I know it kind of seems like maybe an alarmist, or you're just trying to you know start talking about Hitler that way people get scared. But I mean, they really did this. They did it in Russia. They did it in Germany. They did it in China. They've done it all over the world before Venezuela. There, yeah, before there was a tyrannical government, the government at some point in time before that had confiscated the people's guns, and that's because you can't have a fully tyrannical government if you have, you know, four hundred million guns out there and a bunch of people that that are going to defend themselves. You can't do it. So th- this is always part of it. And even if I mean, th- Dan Crenshaw, I mean veteran seems like a good guy a good constitution loving guy really uh this is in no way his intention and he alluded to that uh what was it on louder with crowder he he talked about that crowder was bringing up about how he was very weary of this and that it would have to be crystal clear the the rules for taking guns away and they'd have to you know be very very clearly worded on all the powers that they're going to be able to have to do that and Crenshaw was agreeing, saying, that, yeah, this is, we're going to have to make sure that the government stays within its bounds and that, that this doesn't get misused and all these things. And the problem is you can't do that. You can't because you don't know when you're, you don't know you're going to get reelected. You can't tell me who the president's going to be in 2021. No one can at all. So how can you tell me it's a good you know, thing for the federal government to be able to take guns away? You can't say that. Yeah, and everybody talks about how, oh, well, you're just being a conspiracy theorist about, you know, the, the government trying to take your guns away and then becoming tyrannical or whatever. It's like, well, you think about when, you know, everyone thought you, um, everyone thought that everybody's saying the government was spying on you was a conspiracy theorist until Snowden came out and proved it. So it's like, you know, there's some merit 
to this. All you got to do is look at history. It's, it's not hard to see the pattern that takes place. Now, it may be a long time. You know, we may like lose our guns and may not have, you know, concentration camps for 50 or 60 years or 100 years or whatever. But it's the, the potential for it to to manifest itself is a lot higher. Well, yeah, that, uh, you're not if you're not able to arm yourself. Well, yeah, that's that's um, that's kind of what I was uh, what I was trying to say is it's not that Crenshaw. What, uh, obviously, I don't even think Marco Rubio or Lindsey Graham are wanting to put us on some kind of a track towards a tyrannical dictatorship. Yeah, maybe Lindsey Graham, possibly, <laughs> maybe, and also maybe Rubio. But I don't believe Crenshaw is trying wants to do that. Um, it. It's not the plan right now, and it's not even like this is just all some part of big grant. This big grand scheme. Twenty five years from now, we'll have no guns, and the government's going to have all power. It's just that taking the guns away is is something that has is a precursor to all those other things being possible. They don't even have to be part of the same plan. You know, they don't have to be executed by the same people. It's just one of the pieces that happens in a long line of history, and it just tends it tends to have happened every time in history when when things did did really go south. And I mean, even the, you know, our show, I we listen to people like maybe Ben Shapiro, we like Jordan Peterson, Jason Stapleton, people people that do podcasts and people that do speaking events. These people have been called racists and you know, people who were inciting violence and, and all of these things, they start getting lumped in with these with these shootings. You start saying that Trump's anti-immigration rhetoric is the reason that the El Paso shooting happened or his, his rhetoric towards, towards people of color and things that we don't agree with him saying in the past. The problem is that that eventually can be lumped in to, to whatever they want. Like I said, the, the New York Times has said that Ben Shapiro was a white supremacist before. You know, he's Jewish. You know, it's it's a, there's really no line for when they can start doing this and they can paint anyone in this light. Like that's the really that's the really big danger that people don't see is that you you've got people right now that are saying that Republicans, people who like the founding fathers, people who talk about the constitution that they're just inciting, they're inciting hate, or that they're inciting violence. They're they're actually racist and and bigots and all these things. And I just don't see any avenue where it's a good idea to give the federal government in 2025, whoever the heck is going to be in control of it, the right to take guns away from people that it deems potentially violent. That that's not a good it's idea. So weird. It's so weird that Ben Shapiro is like an a white supremacist, anti-Semitic Jew. Yeah, is, <laughs> I don't is, know how that works. It is. I'm, and I listen to this show and he talks about how he's, uh, what was it, like 2016, he was the number one person that was threatened by white supremacists like the, throughout the entire year. I mean, they really- I'm pretty they, sure he even had like his uh, family threatened and, and all of that, like legit threat. Like they arrested somebody. Who yeah, tried they did. To they did. Murder uh, him and his family. They, um, and I will say the- I believe it was the New York Times. They did issue a retraction on like the back page uh, a couple days later, saying that yeah, he like, wasn't a white supremacist. You a know, small paragraph in small print that never, on the last page that nobody reads. Yeah, so. that never matters. I mean, and you look at 
we like Jordan Peterson a lot. Uh, people listening right now, if you have not heard of Jordan Peterson, look him up, and then when you're done watching his videos three months from now, come to me and say thank you. But go look up Jordan Peterson. He's got a great book called 12 Rules for Life. This guy, every time he goes on to any kind of liberal media show, they lump him in with white supremacists and say that he's got a big Nazi white supremacist following. You know, how many steps away are you from, okay, you're Jordan Peterson, so we, won't, we wouldn't let you have a gun, which he's, he's Canadian, so not a great example. But, oh, wait, you've, you've watched 30 hours of Jordan Peterson videos on your YouTube, and you've purchased all of his books. And so you're probably on some kind of a list now for people who are potentially, uh, potentially a threat to minorities or, or whatever they think it is. I don't know. It's just the, pro- the, the, the answer is I don't know. Neither do you. Neither does anyone who's proposing these laws. You, you do not know what's going to come out of it. Right. So, That's a scary thing. It is. It is. And the problem is the red flag laws don't work anyway. I mean, we, we've talked about this in the past, but um, I live in Antioch, Tennessee, which is a suburb of Nashville, and about two miles away from my house, there is a Waffle House. And at that Waffle House, there was a mass shooting. Uh, I know four people were killed. I think maybe seven others were wounded, something like that. Uh, but someone went in there at 3 a.m., probably crazy high on drugs or something like that because he went in there naked wearing a trench trench coat with a really, really old AR-15. And uh, anyway, he went in there and shot the place up. Well, his guns had been confiscated beforehand. They, he had already triggered red flags and his guns had been taken away from him. And he executed a mass shooting not two miles away from my house. So what what do they think they're solving with this you know what how are they going to stop people from getting these guns they i think you said on the last show they can't stop people in prison from getting drugs they're literally in prison there's a wall around them so they're safe i guess but they're they're in prison and they can't even stop drugs from getting into the prison how are you going to tell me the red flag law is going to stop dangerous people from getting guns yeah people's existed for a long time since the beginning of mankind yeah like i think like i said you know last week people have been trying to murder humans have been trying to murder humans for a very very long time it started out with rocks yeah and then we got swords and then we got muskets and cannons so it doesn't matter what tool we use. No. Yeah. And th- along with the red flag laws, there's tons of other gun control proposals that people think they're going to come out with and they're going to make people safer. But no one ever, and I guess if it sounds cliche, but criminals don't follow the law. So it doesn't really matter what law you make. You would think that the law against murder would stop people from murdering people, but that's not the case. Just that, just like you, you can't buy you can't buy drugs in Tennessee. You cannot just go buy, I don't know, name whatever your favorite recreational drug is. Can't do that, except for that you can. Everybody's got someone who they can call. They can call someone that can get you that, and they've been illegal for like a hundred years now. 
So I don't know why people think that that guns are going to be any different. You know, even background checks, red flag laws, any of this stuff. Background checks. What if you've never committed a crime before? What if this is your first mass shooting? You know, it's how is that? How is that going to help? You know, I've got a gun. Where's my backpack? See, my backpack. My backpack is downstairs. But anyway, there is a gun in my backpack that I did not purchase. I did not go into a store and purchase that gun. That gun was given to me by someone else. Now, tell me what law is going to stop that. None of these laws are going to stop that. So, uh, I really don't. I, I don't like the idea that we think that we're going to create some kind of new. Some kind of new gun law compro- uh, proposal, and it's going to keep people safer. It's just going to take guns away from law-abiding people, and the people who don't abide by the laws are still going to do what they want. And, you know, like we mentioned before, it's just going to increase other ways that people murder each other, be it their fists or knives or cars or whatever it is. And, and no one wants to talk about any of those stats. You know, they always bring up, well, it works in Europe, and... It works in Australia, and first of all, we're comparing countries the size of New York City, as Nate points out all the time. And the other thing is, is that no one wants to talk about like the increasing, you know, knife um, knife murder rate in in London or or in I guess Great Britain as a whole, the UK. You know, no one wants to talk about those stats. Everyone wants to forget that uh, those stats are on the rise, or France where they still had a, a mass shooting a couple of years ago. It was like, what, 147 people yeah. in one sitting? Yep. You know, they all were sitting ducks because people came in with guns, even though they were somehow the guns are not even allowed in that country. And they came in with guns, and they were able to mow down 147 people before it was stopped. Well, that just in addition to that, people have started running people over with vehicles. I mean, you get a large crowd of people, it's become... It's become a new favorite to just drive your car through a crowd of people. And obviously, yeah, that's the, really, you know, the, all the registration and licensing and everything that you need to drive a car has really stopped that from happening. Yeah, hasn't it? For sure. For sure. Since we since you have to get all kinds of licensing, that's why those never happen for sure. But none of these problems can be solved by enacting some kind of a law. You can always I did this article on our website goodmorningliberty.us and I always went back to the first thing I said at the beginning of the thing was that I have a gun that I did not purchase someone else purchased it for me. So then we run through all the gun laws. Uh background checks. Okay, say what you will about background checks. They don't change the fact that I have a gun that someone else purchased for me. Uh red flag laws. Doesn't change anything. You can also point to that mass shooting that happened here in Nashville. Your gun confiscation. Well, I mean, Char- I mean, Charlie, you had a horrific thing happen with with most of your gun. Was it all of your guns, or was it like was it your AR, or what, or what happened with my accident? Yeah, I mean, I know that they're if they talk about confiscating guns, I mean, well, see, I'm a responsible gun owner, and I keep my guns in a gun safe. Yeah, and I just decided to bring the whole safe with me this time. <laughs> Um, on this deep sea because I didn't know which gun I wanted to use to, you know, aid my fishing. Yeah. And, uh, unfortunately there was just this one wave and the whole safe is it's at the bottom of the ocean. I don't remember what sea we were in. It was deep though. And it was deep sea fishing. Yeah. 
<laughs> so you don't even have them anymore. You know, they're they're no. just, they're just gone. So now when they come through trying to confiscate your guns, I mean, they're I not even gonna it. they're not gonna be able to get your guns. And that's nope. a I don't there's not a lot of people out there calling for gun confiscation, but I do believe that it is the desire of a lot of people on the left, even if they won't say it. Some of them will actually come out and say it, but I mean, we've got we've got family members and stuff that would come out and say things like that. And there's been people who would run for president. Like de Blasio? Yeah, de Blasio will come out. He, he thinks that we just need to have more police officers, and then everything's fine. But confiscating the guns is a, is a non-starter. I, I hope everyone realizes that. There, there's no Didn't, way. It wasn't Dan Crenshaw saying in his interview that, you know, the police can decide or whatever. So you like you want the government guns to decide whether or not, you know, you're able to have a gun. Yeah. If that makes any sense. It just it doesn't. It's still it's still just placing trust in the government to do what's right and not trample people's natural rights. It just it just isn't. It just isn't a good idea whatsoever. It doesn't matter. It does not mean, by the way, that we don't care about these mass shootings or that we don't want to do something that will help stop those. But the difference is we actually want to do something that will help stop those, not just do something that sounds good, which is what all of these laws are. They just sound like they're going to work. It's almost like we'll just tax the rich and pay for everything. Oh, that just, yeah, there, that takes care of it. No problem. We'll just tax the rich. That'll take care of it. And then everyone will leave a, lead a happy, nice, happy life. When in reality, that it doesn't really work that way. It's just something that's easy to say. And saying that we're going to do a red flag law or strengthen background checks or anything like that, they forget the fact that, like I said before, criminals do not follow laws. There, there's, there's nothing that's being done about that. But think about the drug war and how well that's gone. Can you imagine how much more deadly the gun war is going to be, literally? I mean, the, there's, been, there's been tens of thousands of people dead in it since we made drugs illegal. Can you imagine when people start getting their guns taken away and people are looking for black markets to buy guns, which I know there already are a lot of them, but when there's more and more people trying to do that and you start having gun dealers like we have drug dealers all over the place, you're going to be getting into a, a lot, lot worse war than the drug war for sure because this one involves guns. You already see illegal gun markets, so just just going to make it infinitely worse. Yeah. And I don't know. It's I've been pretty disappointed in all the Republicans that have been talking about this. I don't know why I would be disappointed in Trump because I don't have a lot of high hopes for him anyway. Uh, like I told someone at the end of last week, we are a libertarian podcast. Uh, we do not just support Republicans all the time. But if the Republicans do something that we like, we will support that. If we think they're moving something towards liberty, we will support that. And if they're doing something like what they're talking about right now, which is taking away liberty, then we will easily come out and speak against that. And it's it's pretty disappointing to see so many Republicans start making, you know, they made these excuses for the, uh, what did he ban? What was it that he banned? The, the bump stocks, you know? 
uh, oh, bump stocks aren't aren't guns. That's not really that's not really infringing on your Second Amendment rights. Gun accessories aren't guns, so that's not taking away your rights. So you start getting just a little bit, get a little bit at a time, right there. Just just one step at a time, and now it's well, if you've you've said something violent or you've told your psychiatrist that you want to shoot up a place. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that being taken away. Or if your parents think that you're uh, really in danger of hurting people or your loved ones, whoever it is, if you put out a list at school, well, you know, there's no problem with the government being able to come in and take those guns. And then it just kind of keeps going on down the line. Who gets to make that list? Do you get to make the list, Charlie, of, of who can't have their guns? No. Nobody asked me. No. I don't know why. Maybe uh maybe we should try and get in maybe we should try and get in on the ground floor of this. I don't know. Is there any kind of gun confiscation IT work we can do? <laughs> it might be like a I don't know, an algorithm or something we can build. Yeah. Maybe we maybe we can get the contract for the list building and then we'll just make sure it says no one every time all the time. Well, you know, this this is how incompetent the government is, by the way. You think that they can keep guns out of the U.S. or keep guns out of the hands of dangerous people in a country as big as we are? They can't even keep one guy in a jail cell from from killing himself. They can't even they can't even make that happen, you know. So uh, how are they going to make sure that no dangerous people have guns? Yeah, let's let's also not forget that you know this is another I guess conspiracy theory you can say, but let's not forget that you know you had a, a rich billionaire Jeff. Epstein, who was going to give some information away, he was on suicide watch and somehow died. And then we had two mass shootings to take your <laughs> to take your attention off of the fact that a a rich billionaire who has ties with we know of Trump and the Clintons, yeah, and a whole lot of other information. And I hope they still have enough information to take down the disgusting acts that he was accused of. But you know, you have that whole pizza gate thing and you had, um, Oh, what was that guy's name? The investigative journalist, Ben Swan, mm-hmm. who kind of did some pizza gate stuff and this whole conspiracy thing. And it turns out there's, you know, it seems like the evidence is looking like there was an underage prostitution ring by, you know, headed up by another than Jeffrey Epstein. And somehow he, committed suicide while being on suicide watch but he was taken off suicide watch doesn't make any like none of it makes any sense it, at all it really now you have at least republicans and democrats i think are agreeing on that the fact that epstein was killed they think and not really didn't really commit suicide or maybe he did commit suicide but they allowed him to do it somehow i have no idea if the bulk of the country all kind of agrees that there's something that stinks here that maybe there's some other thing that's happened that we just we don't know about that maybe maybe they think it was Trump and some of his people or maybe they think it was Clinton and some of their people is it still a conspiracy theory like uh, it would be tough to go to anyone and them say oh no dude obviously killed himself you know I don't think anyone else had anything to do with it at all this I mean he just killed himself uh you know, you're, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a lot of people. Most people, if they're on the left, they'd say, oh, yeah, Trump had him killed. Or if they're on the right, they'll say, oh, yeah, Clinton's had him killed. So, like, is it still a conspiracy theory to think that the guy didn't just commit suicide? 
kind of crazy, right? Yeah, I, I think there's some validity to this conspiracy theory, and I don't. Yeah, but what do you do? You know, is is probably. Are we going to find competent people who are going to investigate this to the fullest extent or, or is there that much power and money to hide something like this? Probably, probably won't get a whole lot else brought to light after this would be my opinion for fear. Whoever else decides to investigate it probably is afraid of being suicided themselves. So (laughs) I don't, they're afraid once they get so far, they're going to, commit suicide themselves yeah so i don't i don't think they're gonna i don't think a lot of people are just gonna pounce on this one (laughs) so we'll we'll see but i will say just just to bring it down just to bring it down the earth and say this guy went from being a multi-billionaire you know flying his private jet around going to a secret island hanging out with all the big wigs all the time living the the (laughs) his version of a best life that he could, and now he's going to go, he was going to go to prison for the rest of his life, more than likely, and we all know what the true sentence is for someone convicted of underage, uh, doing things with underage girls. Uh, We all know what that true sentence is once you get to prison. So it's not, it's it's not extremely far-fetched to think that he would be wanting to kill himself. I'll just say I'll I'll just say that. I'll just put that out there. Because he's lost everything. Life's over. Things are going to get things are going to get real bad when he gets actually gets into prison. You know, he he's not going to have a good time there whatsoever. So, it's not it's not insane that he would that he would be attempting suicide. I'll just say that. I'll just right. say that. We don't we don't know. We don't know. But man, oh, I was going to ask you. This is a have, this is way off topic, kind of. But have you continued watching the boys, that Amazon show? Yes, I I finished uh, <laughs> I finished it over the weekend. So, you, uh, there were only eight episodes in the first in the first one, but did you? Yeah, it's a really good show. Did you catch that obvious uh, nod to a nine eleven conspiracy? in one of those episodes. No, I didn't. So I'll just say, I'll say spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If you have not watched the boys, then skip forward a little bit, but spoiler alert. Okay. So this is crazy, but do you remember one of those episodes where they're supposed to save that plane that was, that was, uh, had been hijacked. Yeah. Okay. So, I actually think I could do a whole episode on this or maybe an article because I'm not sure if a lot of people have picked up on it, but whoever produced this show has straight up eluded to some kind of a 9-11 conspiracy because what happened, this plane, a lot of people on it, they're supposed to save them. They end up obviously letting them going down, letting them go down. Everyone die, right? A hundred and something people die on this plane that have been hijacked by... Um, Islamic terrorists, of course. Uh, so when they're standing next to the ocean and he's talking to the news crew about how this could have been stopped if they just would have been allowed in the military, if they just could have uh. had more power. So he starts talking about how this, this didn't have to happen if they just would have been 
in the know, if they would have been let into the military, if they would have been given more power and they would have known sooner, then they would have been able to stop this. And then, so that's obvious, partial nod. But then what happens after that is, uh, what's the guy's name? Homelander, something like that. Uh, yeah, the, Homelander. The main guy. So one of the people out there starts cheering and they say, we hear you. And Homelander goes into the speech and goes, and and I hear you. And pretty soon the people who did this will hear all of us soon. So that is an exact, almost exact replica of George W. Bush's bullhorn speech when he was standing with the firefighters right after 9-11. Someone, I didn't catch that, but now that you mention it, that's... Wow, that's crazy. They were cheering. Um, they said they couldn't hear him. He said, well, I hear you. The people hear you. The the whatever hears you. And pretty soon, the people who knock these buildings down will he'll, will hear all of us soon. And then, and then everyone starts chanting like USA and stuff like that. So they literally did a carbon copy of that, of that speech right there. Immediately after, there was a Islamic hijacking of a passenger jet that Homelander knowingly let go down and let all the people die and then showed up afterwards and said that he could have stopped it if he just would have had more power. Yep. Pretty crazy, right? Yeah, and they are. I mean, they're making it out to be this evil corporation, but there's government ties with that evil corporation. So, of course, it's, you know, it's cronyism what's what's happening in this, not not actual, you know, free market business. Well, I was I was talking to Lacey about this a little while back that pretty much if you think through most of the movies you've seen where there was a a villain, the big, you know, just evil villain that was pulling the strings, most of the time in most movies we've grown up watching, it was a big evil greedy corporation. Almost every single time. So I was actually talking to her about how this is this mentality has been like ingrained in us since we were young enough to start watching movies. This idea that right. the, that the big evil rich greedy corporation behind everything pulling the strings was the reason for all the bad things happening and the the whether it be a superhero or whoever the hero is of the story they have to rise up a normal person has to rise up and you know defeat that evil villain who is just out to service their own greed. That's like almost all movies that involve a hero and a villain. So most, yeah, and, most of the time, the villain is the corporation. You know, it always ends up though, that there's somehow a, a government tie to it. And I think when you watch the boys, you'll see there's a, a massive government power um, that, that allows the Vought corporation to, be the evil greedy corporation that it is but it wouldn't be able to do that if it wasn't for government power no that it's a it's a really great show by far the best show i've seen on net or on amazon for sure just totally yeah. blows all the other ones out of the water uh so i would have you watched till the end of it i did yeah i finished it um i finished it yesterday or something how crazy like that. was that oh man episode. it was nuts yeah so crazy no idea that was gonna happen it ended and i was just like oh my god you gotta be kidding me and now these freaking streaming channels they take like two years between seasons 
I know. So, it's like we don't even know when the next one's ever going to come out. I know. I really wish I wouldn't have binge watched that show. I wish I would have spread it out some more because this is going to be really difficult to wait. The, you know, or, I just say Netflix. Or if it they would have had years. a couple seasons out already, so you could go into the next one. Because the way that one ended, it's just it's a what man, what a cliffhanger. Yeah, for sure. Isn't it crazy how we just have these? We have these TV shows now, whereas we maybe used to. If you would have thought about uh, the boys being a movie, they could have distilled this all down into an hour and forty-five minute thing that probably could have done really well in the box office. But here we are complaining about how we only had eight hours of something to watch, and we need way more of it right now, right. for sure. <laughs> you know, like TV shows have just totally overtaken movies. I was talking to I was talking to Lacey about that last night too, because she she mentioned um uh what we mentioned the movie I hadn't seen before. It was like The Aviator or something like that. I hadn't seen that. Normally I would normally I'd be watching movies like that, but I looked and it I went to watch it one day and it was like three hours long. And so I I remember thinking to myself, like, I don't have the commitment to jump into a three hour movie right now. Like that that's way too much. But and a lot of people feel that way. But we can jump into a 45-minute TV episode. And we end up getting drawn in and staying in it for a long time, but the 45-minute... <laughs> yeah, the 45-minute initial commitment that gets you to click on it is way smaller of a commitment. I think a lot of people, as busy as we are these days and as indecisive as we are, I think it's a lot easier for us to choose to click on something that's only 45 minutes and will probably be pretty good versus something that's three hours. But that's just right. my just my opinion on the matter. But I don't know, man. I guess I'm gonna. I guess we can uh, we can round this out. I can let you go get some rest or go play poker or whatever it is that you're gonna go do. And uh, yeah, that sounds good. But uh, I guess bottom line, don't just go willy nilly giving the government powers all the time. Okay, it doesn't matter how good doesn't matter how good it is or how good it seems or how how much safer you think you'll be. You know, look back to that old Benjamin Franklin quote about, you know, those that will choose, I don't know, that will give up liberty for security deserve neither. It, that's just, it goes for everything. It goes it goes for economic security. It goes for your physical security all the time. Don't Don't give up your liberties for it. Not even if it's a Republican president or Republican Senate or Congress. Don't do it because you don't know who the next president or Congress is going to be ever. So, and yeah, look at some history. Look at just go and see how these patterns take place. It's not necessarily, I like what you said earlier. It may not be the same people with this grand master plan to strip Americans of their guns so then they can put us in concentration camps. But the problem is, is that if you take away an element like Americans owning guns, you allow. A, a you know a tyrannical person to get elected into power, and then then what are you going to do? Yeah, there's uh, as Peterson will say there there's always a a Stalin waiting in the wing to grab that power. You know, it might be for good reasons right now, but what we know it might not it might be a causation and correlation thing, correlation causation thing. But what we know throughout all these instances in history is that before those happened, at some point in time the people had their guns taken away at some point in time. Now, that might not be the cause for all of those things or, or direct response from having their guns taken away, but it was present in every single one of those times. So that for one thing you could do 
to make sure you don't line up with all of those terrible times that happened is not let that thing happen. Don't let the gun start getting taken away. And this is step one. Red flag laws. This is step one. I think you might be violent, therefore I can take your guns. Not you committed a crime, you know, not you hurt someone else, not you did anything bad. I think you might do something bad. Therefore, I can take your right to defend yourself. It's not it's not good. Not, not good at all. So follow us on at Good Morning Liberty on Instagram, at Good AM Liberty on Twitter, and get on Facebook and join the conversation. Look us up, Good Morning Liberty. Grab yourself a T-shirt. You can look us up on Etsy or just go to goodmorningliberty.us slash shop. And uh, you can you can take us out, Charles. Yeah, and the other bottom line we have is make sure you subscribe to this podcast. It's the best way for you to get all your liberty-loving news and information to keep spreading this message that we all love. And uh, it's the best way to defeat tyranny and socialism. Because that, uh, that actually it was the greatest threat to the United States right now, not climate change. <laughs> it's uh, it's socialism. Guys like Bernie Sanders. So go to BernieLies.com. You'll see exactly what we're talking about. And if you guys do all that, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you guys have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.